Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, the suits are not on yet. The tuxedo, the formal wear, we are not wearing it uh, for tonight. After Roma, they fall at San Siro, three to one. Before we go into all of the just depravity that Roma uh, was kind enough to subject us to this evening, a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Bryce Gibbons, and of course to all of our other wonderful patrons who suffer uh, together along with us during these horrible, horrible displays. If you would like to join the madness, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, the video version of the podcast at Roma Press on YouTube. Like, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. Uh, all right, Andy, I, I, I feel like putting up the data from tonight is almost just pouring or or or, or um, pouring salt into the wound, so to speak. I, this was one of those matches where, again, Roma could have played for three days straight, and they never would have been able to equalize three goals. They were never going to get that. The fact they even had one, I said this in my post-match uh, episode, I don't know what it says about our season or the point we've reached, but I was almost, in a way, drawing some sort of positive from that. I, 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 there's very little to hang on to right now. I don't even know where to begin with this one. The thing that has struck me most in this moment, because tonight it, it was very poor. This is one of those matches where, I, again, I will try to add some sort of technical or tactical analysis onto it, but if you watch no also try to try no no also just try to make it sound fresh you know that's the greatest challenge i think because i'm not you know i'm sitting here i'm not even impressed that we are sitting here and we have to like i'm i'm you know am i down am i feeling uh deflated by this no <laughs> do I'm, you know like how do i approach tonight well i just I just do it because I've been in the same exact situation with you, John, multiple times. So for the listeners who want us to have more refreshing takes, I just want to say we would love to, but Roma would have to present us with some, uh, you know, some interesting scenarios, whereas they're very repetitive as of late. They are not bringing any refreshing action or display to the table. It's uh, It feels like we are stuck in a loop. It feels like almost like we are going back in time. Think 2018, 2019, but that's even oh. too positive because if you look at our position in the table, this is more of 2012, 2013 kind of stuff. Yes. You know? Hold on. I, I, we are you get into that, hold on. Away from I, Monza, I have to. We are, we are one point ahead from Torino. Do you understand, John? Well, hold on. <laughs> Somebody mentioned that, and I do think it is worth at least bringing up because when I put the, the graphic out for the, um, uh, for the, forma- the official formation tonight of Roma, I, I put in the uh, the comment comment of it uh, the here is uh, the official selections of Jose Mourinho for tonight's crucial match and uh, somebody responded on I think it was 
Twitter. I, I, I think it was Twitter. They, they said something to the effect of, oh, my goodness. Actually, you know what? I was able to find it very quickly. Here we go. So they said, oh, my gosh, a critical match. Meanwhile, in reality, Roma will be four points off top four if they lose. Same distance to top four as before this critical match and closer to top four than at the end of last season when they finished seven points away from top four. The narrative is comical. Now, that would be a fair thing to say. In most circumstances, in in most circumstances, when you when you remove the emotion, the the bias, I suppose, from it, that is a logical, balanced, level-headed approach. However, okay, however, I have seen too much. I have been subjected to this. All of us collectively have been subjected to this for too long. I can only, I would only be able to have that balanced approach or mindset on the situation if I have not been subjected to this torture of the past one month that Roma have given to us. The victory over Napoli was almost one full month ago. I feel like. Apparently, we sold our uh, unknowingly sold our souls for that one, because I uh, to to see fast forward to now, uh, in my head I was saying okay Roma for this very difficult stretch of four uh, four matches in Serie A they have to they have to go two one and one, um, they haven't done that. They won only one single one of the games. They've lost two. Um, it is true that they are still technically in the hunt or in the race for top four. But, man, you have to be giving to Roma the most gracious, the most kind, the the most, I, I mean, Gandhi would not even be able to be so much as to give them that much uh, of uh, uh uh, credit or or even like willingness. I don't. I don't even think that Gandhi would have been able to to stand a podcast dedicated to Roma. I don't think. I think we're we're doing something more than Gandhi. You know, I don't think he would have uh, uh, been able to handle this and be able to come on the podcast and discuss this because um, it does feel like you know it. It almost feels like when we look at the devil, we yes, well, technically, you know, we're still there. We're still in the fight so, but, for top but, four. But what no, I'm saying is, you you can't no, get there either, right? Like four points off top four. I mean, for me, there's no reason I to think, believe they can overcome that gap to begin with. So what? Um, I I look at I honestly just look at the teams that are breathing on our necks and the teams that are ahead of us, and I think to myself, well. Uh, this is no good. And also, I think that honestly, we should be much lo- like as long as you're in this position where you can technically say, well, yes, we will. We are still in the fight and we're just you know, we're just behind the likes of Bologna and Fiorentina and we're still in it. We're still in it. I think that psychologically can even be more det- detrimental to the team Oof. because it does not reflect the utter horror that this season has been for Roma. Okay. So uh, honestly, like if you look at the numbers, if you consider where we are, if you consider where we should have been, and you, if you consider the teams that surround us, teams that uh, 
Torino. Torino is one point behind us. <laughs> Can you think of a, a single remarkable moment that Torino have had this season? Can you name me a single game where you willingly went out of your way, watched Torino play and said, oh, wow, they're in it. They're in for Europe because Torino are as much in it for top four as Roma, right? right. So right. as long as we are there, I don't know if the the gravity of the situation really registers with Roma. Tonight was, in my opinion, uh, a really like like the match against Lazio, uh, uh, a perfect throwback to the helplessness that I felt again in two seasons that I mentioned at the start of this episode, 2018-2019, when Di Francesco leaves after the seven to one defeat, where Monchi. Uh, no, sorry, he doesn't leave after the seven right, one. Right. He says he's he not going to Porto. leave. <laughs> exactly, he he leaves after the Porto return leg. Monchi follows suit, and it seems like uh, all hell breaks loose, and Ranieri comes back to Roma for the final twelve games. Okay, but we can go even further back, and I think of two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. I mean it. It feels like this team at this moment in time is dead. There is a sense of helplessness. There is a sense of inferiority to a team like Milan. Mind you, think about the circumstances that Milan were in going into this match. They had just lost and were eliminated from the Coppa Italia like Roma the same day as Roma. The same questions about the coach's future have have been addressed to Stefano Pioli. Stefano Pioli right now is the least popular man in all of Milan. All Milan fans want to see is Pioli gone. The newspapers are constantly mentioning other names as his potential replacements. Same situation as Mourinho is facing at Roma. <laughs> Correct. They've Milan were dealing with a number of absences, players that were injured, players that were away for Ifcon. Roma have the same thing. They were missing eight players, injured, others away on international duty. So, and yet the difference was palpable. Roma went into this game. Again, you want to talk, you want me to talk about tactics. I need a team that shows me something. If you want me to, to talk about performances, you have to give me a performance to talk about. I cannot come on here and continue to repeat myself about how Bove is the only standout. Right. You know, right. I can only tell you right. that the team right now is playing with the IQ of a chicken, a collective IQ of a chicken. It seems like every decision these guys make on the pitch is wrong. Um, what Cristante does to earn his yellow card wrong the fact that even you have to adapt cristante so you have a defender on the bench i understand that he's an 18 year old but you yourself admitted this team has to value youth okay well you have a natural defender on the bench and yet you choose to have cristante fill in as a center back at times during the game this is something you know and so there is no organization there is no cohesion there there are no ideas there are no ideas. Zero. Uh, Man, that first half, that. When, when, when was the first oh. ball, when was the first quality ball that Romelu Lukaku received this tonight? That's the question I want. And it doesn't, it doesn't even come down to the crosses, doesn't even come down to the wingbacks. I need other players also 
involved in the action. Instead, there is nothing. There's there's a, a, a whole bunch of space in the middle of the pitch, and there is no connection Zero. between defense, between midfield, between midfield and attack. There is nothing. It seems like we're playing with three separate entities, and nobody's looking at each other. Nobody reads the opponent's movements. Um, every single goal we concede, it almost looks the same. It almost looks like we collectively fall asleep and everybody forgets their defensive uh, duties. So I would love to be able to come on here and specify performances. What did I like? What did I dislike? Did I like Miles VR? I think Miles VR is not at fault for tonight. And I honestly don't understand what happened. Why didn't he start against Lazio and why he starts today? Does that hint at something in the dressing room or is that a technical choice? What's the decision they're going forward? There is not... Uh, a thought right now that works for Roma. Yeah. There's nothing. There's They are dealing with the same kind of uh, sense of dead air that I felt in that 2018-2019 season. When it just, you, you just could tell that the team has nothing to give and we just have to wait and limp our way till the end of the season. And, and that was the case in that year because Ranieri comes in doesn't change much. There's just that feeling of, well, he's he's our grandpa. We like him. We love him. Okay, cool. You know, it was uh, Daniele De Rossi's last season at Roma. Fine. Okay, that's a nice farewell. Blah, 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 blah. But here I have the sense that this team is just one step away from from giving up totally. And we are in January. We are the 14th of January, okay? So um, it's a bit too early to call it quits, yet here we are. It is absolutely alarming that we saw no response tonight. In your head, you would think logically, just from from an elementary point of view. Again, it is so difficult to give like an in-depth technical analysis of this tonight and by the way Roma when we asked to them uh, prior to the kickoff they said uh, a technical choice of Jose Mourinho to drop Rui Patricio which if if this was in his mind the right time to do it but now uh, now like you understand now like I don't that's the like I'm all for it man sure, I'm all for it sure. now like what's the I don't understand the reasoning behind this now. I don't understand why you drop him for the derby almost as if to say, hey, you're not ready for this. And yet, three days later, you're playing at San Siro and you're like, well, sure, go ahead, kid. You know, this is another must-win game. Go ahead. You're going to be facing Pulisic and Giroud. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself. That's what I don't understand. I mean, it is one thing for the baptism by fire, so to speak. This, in a way, this sort of uh, reminded me of uh, when Roma played, as we all know, the man, the myth, the legend, who was uh, given the number 10 shirt uh, prior to his arrival, a certain Brazilian when he was... Do you remember when it was Spalletti who started him against Juve, yeah? Like, uh, out of yeah, they, yeah, from the start, first start, first <laughs> appearance all season long, <laughs> from from uh, at the Juventus Stadium, out of nowhere, uh, worst first half 
by a mile by any player in the history of this. And sport. if I remember correctly, he came off at halftime. He was just uh, unwatchable. He he came off at halftime yes. for <laughs> Leandro Paredes. <laughs> and you remember how much it took for Spalletti to put on Leandro Paredes then. Well, he wasn't yeah, a well, favorite yes. of his, and he put him on instead of Gerson because Gerson was that He bad. was horrible, but I... I do not understand. Listen, I, I, most of the time, even if I don't agree with it, the selections or the decisions of Jose Mourinho, I can at least understand the rationale behind them some of the time. Uh, tonight, I, I understood next to nothing. Um, even, even beginning with starting Stefan El Shadawi, I, 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 don't know. Maybe somebody at Opta can, can do this for me because our, our data team is out. I don't know what the the goal average of matches in which El Sharawi starts versus when he comes off the off of the bench for Roma. I couldn't recall or remember in my mind, and I have a fairly good memory, especially when it comes to the depravity of Roma. I, I mean, just a library of knowledge here. I can't recall the last time he scored a goal from the start. Can you? Because I, 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 I was digging into the depths of my mind. It's, no, no, seriously, it's true. I mean, there's, and we've said it again, refreshing takes. What refreshing take do you want me to come up here when El Sharawi is getting a start? We, we've seen him do, we've seen him in this situation before. He brings nothing to the table. We've seen what he brings off the bench in situations where you can and must win. And yet here we are, we go to the San Siro. The expectation is for Berlotti to start in a two-man attack with Romelu Lukaku. And instead we get El Sharawi. And I never know if this decision is for El Sharawi to play as a hybrid kind of like Dybala and replace Dybala or to provide support on the left wing and basically play more defensively as a whole team. I, I don't know. It is beyond confusing. But I, in some way, can slightly understand the rationale um, because uh, Leonardo Spinazzola, if they are trying or uh, the, the Italian space program is not world-renowned, but if they are trying to get things into orbit, a cross of uh, Spinazzola might be the thing they are looking for. The guy seemed to complete one, maybe two, two crosses in the first half i i am standing there watching and somebody put it perfectly on twitter his crosses are essentially the the, the scratches scratch offs the the scratch off tickets like you may you you may win a euro you you may win a million euros you, you don't know very unlikely but you don't know what you are going to get i i i am dumbfounded as to how Roma, on their first team, um, uh, uh, in the first team squad, you have three wing backs on the right, you have two on the left, you have zero that can give you consistent crosses, consistent output, consistent performance. You would think, again, by the law of large numbers, we have a a very high number of fullbacks on the team just by that alone well the more you have the more likelihood you are to have at least one who is good roma defy that they got nothing from the from the fullbacks today 
in attack, as you just said, and I will repeat myself, I've said it the last three or four episodes, what can we do? What can Jose Mourinho do? Like, in a way, this does feel like they say... Let's see, but but John... No, but when 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 they say the definition of insanity insanity is doing the same thing, doing the same thing time and time again, and expecting a different outcome, I, I honestly don't know right now tactically uh, from a from a roster point of view what Tiago Pinto can do. I I, I am terrified because uh, I I don't think switching to a four two three one is just going to you know. At the snap of a finger, oh my gosh! Oh, Karsdorp, oh my! Oh wow! He's got an assist. Zaleski, he he can cross the ball now. Spinazzola, uh, he's looking competent. I, I don't think it's that easy because we, you know, on Twitter and and I do, I I do appreciate like the feedback people give to us or their thoughts on the team. We have people saying, "Oh, well, they should do a four-three-three. They should do a four-two-three-one. What, what is that going to do? What, what, is that going to make?" Spinazzola not 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 uh, send the ball into orbit. I don't know what that fixes. I I I don't know what a formation change fixes. I I, I don't know. This is beyond uh, switching from a three five two to a four two three one. I mean, I I feel like that's. I I almost feel like if you think that is the solution, we we are we have a very worrying discrepancy in what we see in this team. Because what I see and what you see, if you think that just switching this team to a 4-2-3-1 is going to magically heal all of the things that we are seeing, then I, maybe I just have a, a, a very pessimistic view on it. But but to me, this is about mm, character or lack thereof. This is about lack of cohesion. I, I mean, this to me, when you have performances like this for a full month, if one month, you have had a month full of absolute crap performances. And by the way, you were knocked out midweek in the derby where in which you put this perfectly. They showed nothing in a match that should is among the most felt in the entire world, okay? Your team showed nothing as if they felt zero for that match. To come out tonight and to not have any clear fire about you i to me that that above all is a clear sign that this is we are we're we're fucked here they this is this is bad and maybe i'm just over exaggerating and i'm using hyperbole because again the person who gave that very balanced view of the table that oh my gosh we're only five points behind top four i can't watch tonight and have that opinion after what i watch against lazio i i, I can't say to myself that they're being subjected to their to Roma's last three matches because I want to put Atalanta in there too of last weekend. I can't have that balanced view. I I can't. I've seen too much. So to me, this is much worse than what the table actually says. I think the table is actually far too kind to them. I I, I mean, the the fact that they are only five behind top four is that seems like a miracle. Oh, I agree. Of course. So, I, I mean, do you... Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't absolutely. Either, this, I mean, right? The, like you're not saying, "Oh, well, it's only five behind top four. It's okay." They've they've given us zero reason to believe that they can make up that gap to begin with. No, absolutely. I mean, this is you know, this is uh, it's 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 what we've been faced with, you know, all season long. It's. I mean, there's little to say. There's there's nothing that we can do that will magically 
write all of the things that they have done wrong so far this season. Uh, again, I am struck by how calmly and how gracefully so many are taking this situation. I, I am just surprised by the 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 balance that some people are able to have. I, yes, I understand that the table says they are only five behind top four, but I, I can't. After watching what happened to Lazio, after watching what happened tonight, where you have a team in a moment, because I see Tiago Pinto go on the zone and they interview him and he says, oh, well, you know, we're a, we are a big team and the big teams know how after disappointing results, they they understand and they know uh, that you are required to pick yourself up immediately in the in the next match. Well. I'm sorry, Tiago. I, I, Roma showed nothing tonight, so I, I don't know how I'm supposed to find any grain of uh, positivity or something to build upon from tonight because in a moment in which you, you had a team clearly, clearly appear unmotivated, unwilling almost against Lazio, to come out tonight the manner in which you did where you you could have played that first half for 10 hours. You never would have scored. Now, yes, they, they eventually did get a goal to their name very, very favorably, in my opinion. But to have this thing where you have Romelu Lukaku just, just on his own, I, I, just by himself, just, just standing there, just waiting for even... Something resembling, I'm not even saying very good service. I am, I am saying something that is even, even able to be categorized as service. I, I don't know how I am supposed to have the view of, well, it's only five points from top four. I, I, I can't look at the past three matches and, and come out with that mindset because it's been too bad to just so readily dismiss these performances and say, okay, well, it's only five points from top four, right? I mean, I, I know I keep asking this, but I, I feel like perhaps maybe I'm just going mad and I'm being too too hyperbolic in the way I'm reacting to this, but... This was bad. Lazio was bad. Atalanta was bad. What has Roma shown any of us for us to give them the benefit of the doubt that they are capable of overcoming what is an only five-point gap? What makes you believe they are even capable of doing that? I, I've seen nothing to believe that. And, and that is the most worrying thing for Roma. It's It's been... Since since the first day, really, since they, they faced uh, Salernitana, that's been the case, is that we never got the sense that they can overcome. They've made late comebacks against the likes of Monza, Sassuolo, uh, uh, Lecce, but you never got a sense that in the long term, they have a strategy. It It felt like we were just bouncing from game to game. And uh, and in the worst losses, in the most devastating nights of the season, the team was nowhere to be found. Um, you mentioned once again the wingbacks, but there is nothing in between. There is no no creativity in the midfield. There is right. no spark. 
There is no clear passing lanes. There is no idea behind our movement when going forward. Somebody like Romelu Lukaku should be touching the ball five, six, seven times a game and scoring two goals a game, which he is capable of. But we're giving him nothing. And the same applies to a lot of other players that are, there is not a single player, perhaps besides Bova, where you can make the case, oh, well, he's feeling it this season. You know, he's doing it. He's, he's having a great time. That's why I mentioned that infamous 2018-2019. You know why? Because that season, the only player who was palpable, the only player who was offering you something was Stefan El Shirawi. Do you know what it means when Stefan El Shirawi is your most consistent player and the leading goal scorer? It means that you're doing bad. It means that you are bad, that you're down bad, that you have no idea what you're looking for, what you're doing, and you're just, you know, hoping that this guy who was always a player that came off the bench for Luciano Spalletti all of a sudden is the hero of the night, you know? And the same goes here. The same goes here. There is no there is no uh, awareness of what strengths you have. It's just, hey, if, if something's working, let's just try our luck here, you know? Let's, let's see if we can hit at least one cross, accurate cross out of the 79 that we're taking. Set pieces, where have they gone? Where, where is that? Oh. That was our strong suit, right? It's gone. It's off the books. It's off the table. What's happening in the midfield? Who is the driving force of the midfield? I mean, those are questions that you as a team must have at some point in time, regardless of who you have as on, on the pitch. Because like so many people noted today, Lecce did a far better job containing Lazio and actually playing against Lazio than Roma in the Derby. Lecce don't have the players that we have. They don't have the wage bill that we have. And yet they have to make sense of it. You can't, as a football team, you have to have some ideas, regardless of who's on the pitch. If your first options are not there, okay, I don't expect you to play brilliant champagne football, but you still have to show me something that you can get some results or at least show some fight. The worst thing is that behind these non-existent performances, there is also no fight. There is no fight, no intelligence. You know, Roma used to be very clever. Last year, they willed themselves into that Europa League final because they were clever. They knew what each game required of them. They knew how to read those games. Now they just approach every game with the same lightheartedness, with the same complete blissful ignorance. <laughs> I don't know what they prepare in training because when they actually do show up for uh, for, for the warm-up, you get a sense that they don't... They don't understand. They don't understand the task. Last year, at least last season, which is far from a good season, but still, you had the sense that they knew what the job was. You know, they would arrive in the, especially in the second half. They got better with that. They would arrive. They knew what the task was. They knew what to focus on. Right now, it seems like they all are all over, and there is not a single player that knows. Hey, I'm the man. You know, okay, the team relies on me. The team, I mean, how is a guy like Andrea Belotti supposed to contribute if in a match that should have him on the pitch, he comes on in the second half, in what capacity, whatever. I mean, how, you know, like that's, it starts from that. It starts from players knowing 
what's expected of them. And I feel like we don't have that. It, it, it feels like we have such a fragmented team at this moment. That's why I fall back on those previous seasons that I mentioned, because in those seasons, in 2012, 2013, 18, 19, okay, you have a managerial switch, yes, and it takes a toll on you. Uh, but what really stands out about those seasons is that there was no cohesion. The team was all over the pitch. You had no sense of identity. You had no sense of purpose. And... So when you want me to talk about performances, when you want me to talk about tactics, well, if they're not there, they have to stem from somewhere. They have to come from some form of identity. The identity is not there. That is the most worrying part. That is without a doubt one of the most worrying parts. There's very little else to add. This was crap. I commend those of you who are able to maintain that balanced view of, okay, well, it's still only five points from from fourth i i i wish i was a, a positive and mature enough person to have that point of view i i won't even say mature just i i had that the ability to have that mindset but after having been subjected to this the previous week it it it, it is quite difficult to maintain any sort of belief that roma can turn this around so we will i i, I don't know how to end this in some form of like lighthearted manner or as a way that seems somewhat well um, i mean but you know it's it's this is roma so there's going to be plenty of entertainment plenty of drama you know if uh, somebody <laughs> is interested in reality tv if somebody's passionate about that get ready strap in because the the headlines are going to be there the media are going to come up with uh, several names there's going to be a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes and in front of the cameras i'm sure um it, i think it's just because it comes at the worst of times because there's so much at stake there's an entire future to be planned for roma they're going to have to go out of their way and find a new sporting director to replace Thiago Pinto. Then they're going to have to figure out what to do with Mourinho. Then they're going to figure out, have to figure out what the hell they're going to do with this team. But again, can you tell where they're going to end up at the end of the season? I can't. That's the thing is that this illusion of where we are in the table makes it so much more difficult to get a true understanding of this team. Because as a fan, you can say, hey, the team is crap. Roma instead, they look at this financial situation. They're like, well, it's a, the third most expensive wage bill uh, in, in the league and we have nothing to show for it. So, but you can't, you know, it's not as easy as when we have our good patrons in the chat that write nuke Trigoria, you know, get rid yeah. of everybody, fire sale. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the real world and it doesn't exactly happen that way. But, but, but those are considerations that have to be made. And and I feel like this this kind of display where you bounce from game to game and sometimes you show something, sometimes you don't. No, it has to be. I think either you turn it up and you you make improvements and the team starts rolling, or if you're gonna give up at some point in the season, give up now. Make it straightforward. Make us understand mm. who you are, where you are right now as a team. If you have nothing more to give then call it quits now. I prefer to do it now, to have it out of our way and to, to understand, hey, okay, this team is behind the likes of Torino and Monza. That's fine. I understand. I accept it. Um, but if you keep just jumping from match to match, and if you, if you think 
that next week when we face Hellas Verona, if you think that even if you earn a win there, that I'm going to come on here and I'm going to be all cheerful and happy and I'm going to say, hey, look at this team turning it around, you are mistaken. That's the worst thing anybody can do. I said it, even if we got a win or a draw today, what's it going to do? What's it going to do? What does it change? If you then can't count on this team committing towards better play, improvements. I mean, the progress that we 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 saw against Napoli, against Juve, and we thought, hey, this team clearly on the up and up, there is something there. If all it takes is for you to get, you know, humiliated by a quite, quite mediocre Lazio team in the Derby and then go out of your way to get once again embarrassed by Milan at San Siro, then I got news for you. I'm not interested, you know. Then I prefer to just flat out give up get a sense of who should stay, who should go, and and that's it. And we move on. And we move on and we can finally start thinking about what lies ahead because right now, all you can think of is what happens next week. Well, who cares? Who cares? Right. If, if you don't make drastic improvements, then who cares, even if you get the three points? I, I couldn't agree more. Let's just end it with that. Until next time, ciao.